This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. And here we are on a beautiful, foggy Saturday morning. And it's a perfect day to have our guest here because fog is when he plays his best golf game. And that would be George Meese of George Meese Real Realtor, that's the name of your company, right? That's it. Uh, and a good foggy morning to you. That was an interesting drive down 41 this morning. Yeah, yeah. The um, I, I say that, you know, I, I've golfed with you before, George. and A few times, yep. Uh, no, Why do you it, always it, wear a helmet when you're... <laughs> <laughs> because you're there. <laughs> but no, uh, you're the only guy out of a foursome in a, on a foggy day that can find your drive. <laughs> So this is how it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, we're going to give you some stats today because uh, it's January. What's the date today? Yeah, the 16th. So about two weeks after the end of a month is the best time to pull the previous month's stats because it takes time to process all the offices, to process the sales and um, and get them logged in, so th this would be a good one. And then also, it's the year end, so we're going to give a lot of 2020 stats. But here's the reason why George is the perfect person to talk to today about numbers and stats. Um, and no, it's not because he graduated from some illustrious university as a statistician. But no, actually, a stat class was a challenge for me. <laughs> I'll bet. But you have a great perspective on things. So you can't have statistics without having a meaning behind it. And that's what I'm going to be looking to you for. By the way, that was a compliment, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. could get used to this. <laughs> All right, don't, don't get used to it. There's more to come. All right, let's jump right into this one here. There was recently a news article, and, and I'm going to say it was pitting Clovis versus Fresno. Um, Clovis prices are a lot higher than Fresno's, um, and, and they tried to find the reasons why. Not In this article, not once did they mention some very obvious things as to why there's a difference there. I'm going to give you the conclusion first, and then we're going to back it up with some stats. The conclusion is, you know, a newer car sells for more money than an older car. Same thing with houses. Clovis is a newer city and than, than Fresno. Fresno has a lot of smaller two-bedroom, one-bath homes under a thousand square feet, right. which is the way they were built back in the 1930s, 40s, 40s. and 50s. Um, well, no, it was about the 1950s when they started building the ranch style. Right, the three bedroom, two baths. Yeah, with the eight foot ceilings. That's right. <laughs> um, all right, so we've got some interesting stats for you here. Let me throw some out. And George, I'd like to get your, your commentary on this. Okay, go so, ahead. So I asked, 
a title company this week. Excuse me. I asked a title company this week to give me, to to go through county records, property profiles, and um, tell me how many homes were built. um, I said prior to 1950, um, because I didn't want George being older than some of these homes. (laughs) So, so um, she, what they did is they pulled up 1890 to 1950, so a 60-year period of time. In the city of Fresno, there was just under 20,000 homes that are, are still around that were built prior to 1950. It's 19,813, but let's remember the number 20,000. George, you got it there. What? How many in the city of Clovis? It looks like during that same time period, uh, 543 were built. And I would be guessing that you were probably involved with some of those sales <laughs> in, the, in the early 1900s. Uh, that teaches me. I should be nicer to the guests. <laughs> then they'll be nicer to me. Um, you are still older than me, though, George. Barely, yes. <laughs> Um, okay, so 500 versus 20,000. Um, I think that says a lot. So It does. Yeah. I, those homes are still in our market today. All right, and population-wise, in this one I didn't research, other than I remember interviewing the mayor of Clovis and uh, Lynn Ashbeck right. a few years back, right here on Welcome Home Radio, she said in 1950, that's actually why I picked that day, that date, not because of your birthday. Uh, she said in 1950, the city of Clovis had a population of 2,000 people. The city of Fresno at that time was right around 100,000 people. So Clovis is a younger, newer city. That's right. Um, if you were, okay. I just sold my dad's car, a 1993 Ford Tempo. I didn't even get a thousand bucks for it. I, you know, if I would have sold a newer car, would have I got more money for it? Well, of course. All right. Same thing with houses, eh? Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's it's good that we have that inventory of small homes. There's a lot of people that are or making their first step towards home ownership in in that market. Mm -hmm. And for some people, that's all they need, all they want, and all they can afford. That's right. You get what you can afford. Mm -hmm. Make that leap to home ownership however you can. I remember back in the steroid era, there was uh, somebody who was an assistant manager at a mini-mart, and this is back when you could, there was no documentation needed. They put down, they made 10,000 bucks a month. Uh, you know, no wonder coffee costs more there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they tried to buy a home that they could not afford. Right. And they did end up losing it in the REO era. Yeah. Well, a lot of that happened during that time period, sadly. And mm-hmm. uh, it, we all really paid for it. Yeah. Um, all right. So the point here is that 
if, if someone's going to pit Clovis versus Fresno, they need to look at some very, very obvious facts that age and size have a lot to do with it. Um, now, you've got some stats there. Let's look at newer homes and, and see if we have that discrepancy of 500 versus 20,000. Um, what do you got there for the newer homes? Now, that from the ones built from oh, 2015 from, I, to 2020, so the last yeah, five yeah. years. Yeah, okay. Uh, homes built in Clovis from 2015 to 2020, just under 4,000, uh, 39.48. In Fresno, the same time period, 41.43. Not much difference. Mm. So Clovis is catching up to Fresno as far as new home building. They're building newer and, and a lot, uh, in many cases, larger homes. However, yesterday you and I were talking and you made the comment that you sure see the building going on in Clovis, not so much in Fresno. Ah, but once again, you got to look at the whole story. Clovis doesn't have any room on the western boundary because it butts up to Fresno. That's right. Whereas Fresno can build on both sides. So it may not look like as much in yeah. Fresno because you've got some building in southeast Fresno. Northwest is going strong. Yeah, yeah. Southwest. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Clovis uh, really... Uh, pretty much east mm -hmm. although they are opening up that new section Her heritage grove north, north of shepherd yeah so that'll be another new growth area yeah, yeah. Uh, building's going strong so um would you say what well, let's go back to 1950 and older um what was a typical home built like then? Size? Yeah, I would say 12, 1400 square feet, three bedroom, two bath. Mm -hmm. uh, living room, eating area, kitchen. Maybe a one car detached garage. Yeah, possibly. How, yeah. yeah, you think about it back in the 1930s and 1940s, how many people had two cars in their yeah. family? And they were much smaller. Yeah. Yeah, although they did have 10 kids <laughs> in, in a two-bedroom home. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember all six of us in my family riding in a Volkswagen Bug. <laughs> there you go. Although I wonder, you know, with the one-bathroom homes, how did all those kids survive? Maybe they didn't have hair dryers back then. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, if you had all girls, it would be a major problem <laughs> getting ready for school time. Yeah. Um, now, let's fast forward to the 60s and 70s. What would you say a typical home looked like size-wise? Yeah, um, well, I have one that was built in 1971 as a rental property, and it, this one is 1,300 square feet, uh, living room, family room, small kitchen, uh, two bath, on a decent-sized lot. All right, now fast forward to the 2000s. What, what do you see out there in homes built in the 2000s? Well, you know, we've seen lot sizes gradually uh, reduced. And, uh, 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 and, you know, currently, obviously, it's uh, 
not many large lots uh, being produced out there. Uh, we've got more density in, in the homes being constructed, and that, that has occurred, I, I'd say, since, since the 2000s, gradually gotten smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, if you go back prior to the, well, even in the 1950s and 60s, you just didn't see very many four-bedroom mega homes, 3,000 no. square feet. No. Now you got an entire neighborhood that might have oh, yeah. all, all 3,000 oh, yeah. square oh, yeah. foot properties. A lot of newer, larger homes being built. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the point is here, if you hear or you read a story that's, that's saying that there's some other reason for Clovis and Fresno being different, Look at the obvious. It, yeah. It's it's age. Um, you know, yeah. George, you and I at our age, I'll bet if we found a 25-year-old, they could run faster than us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they could. And certainly play golf better than you. Absolutely. I mean us. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to go to our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Won't take nothing but a Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio with us today is realtor George Meese. Um, you've been in the business how long here in the Fresno area? Uh, well, I believe it's 46 years. Oh. And believe it or not, Don, I was 23 at one time <laughs> and started in this business. <laughs> okay. So you know a thing or two about real estate in the local area, trends, and such. So in the first segment, we talked about the major reason why prices are higher in Clovis than in Fresno. And we talked about the uh, news reports that were pitting Clovis and Fresno in a negative way. It's, and yet it's in an obvious way. So here's what I want to throw out there. Couple of, a couple more stats. So we, um, if you were to look at the 2020 median prices for the city of Fresno, it's $298,000. Right. If you're to look at the same parameters, but look at just the city of Clovis, rather than 298, it's 375,000. Huge so, difference. Yeah, huge difference. And but the reason why is because Fresno has a lot more older, smaller homes, as we talked about. That's it. In fact, if you go to the median square footage of those same sales that made two, um, so 298,000 median price in mm -hmm. city of Fresno, the median square footage was 1660. You go to the median price of 375 in Clovis, the median square footage was 1945. Right, just newer, larger homes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. However, that's changing. If you were to compare homes built in the last five years for city of uh, Clovis and city of Fresno, the median price 
for Fresno of homes built in the last five years is 335,000. And in Clovis, 339,000. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And, and why would you say this makes sense? Well, the, the cost of construction may be, uh, uh, I would say, very similar, whether you're building in Clovis or Fresno. And, and so why wouldn't the homes you know, be similar in price on the market? Mm -hmm. And also, as you're comparing newer build homes, you're really comparing apples to apples. You right. know, um, in fact, the median square footage was within 100 yeah. uh, b between the two cities. Um, but when you compare everything, Fresno has many, many more older homes. Sure. Than Much newer. larger uh, population, and, and uh, they've been building homes many homes for a long time as opposed to the earlier stats that we showed Clovis uh, in that early days was just not building many homes. Mm -hmm. All right. So I think that makes the point. When we hear news stories, look for the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey yeah. would say. Good point. So uh, if you'd like to take a look at this last year, uh, year over year from let's say December 2019 to December 2020, uh, it's been, a, of course, an interesting year. Our, our market took a dip, uh, you know, after uh, March, of course, because of the COVID. We kind of came to a, a standstill, but then things really heated up, and, and uh, we've been dealing with a strong seller's market during this time period. Uh, something I found interesting, uh, uh, I've showed that uh, for the cities of Fresno and Clovis combined, in, in December of 2020, we had 613 sales. In May of 2020, I showed 457. Uh, that is just opposite of Wait, wait a minute. You're saying happens. December had more sales than May. You know, May is our prime selling period. Yeah. And it's, I, I just have to attribute it to the uh, COVID slowdown that we had. But the, and now, of course, our market is, is very strong. It's a, a strong seller's market. Uh, I'm working with young family right now that we're looking in the low 300s, and, and it's, we, we go from home to home uh, along with many other buyers, and one family gets the home, and the rest of us uh, go to the next one, and, and it's just occurring over and over and uh, you just have to be persistent and eventually you you will succeed but it's it is frustrating that and uh, the one of the strong driving forces of course is the interest rates yeah so you've been in the business a while tell us the roller coaster ride of interest rates in during <laughs> your career well what were they when you started I would say they were probably, I'm trying to remember, I, I, I do remember the early 80s when they went through the roof, and, uh, uh, but I, I think they were hovering around 6-7% in the, in the late 70s. In uh, early 80s, uh, I remember my wife and I buying a home, and we were so happy to get a 14.5% interest rate. 14.5%. At that point, 
if we could only get to 10%, I could really be in business here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even during the big boom period of, let's say, 2002 through 2005, yeah. six, interest rates were around 6 7%. Yeah. yeah. So not everything is interest rate driven. No, this is a... a, a really an interesting uh, occurrence to have record low interest rates. Uh, the mortgage companies are, are setting records for loan originations, and at the same time, the banks are having to uh, 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 help certain homeowners that are not able to make their payments at this time. So it's, it's a little crazy. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Um. They, Interesting. Don't want, they really don't want to foreclose. Uh, Not, do you think the banks learned their lesson from 10 years ago? I would like to think so, yeah. All right. And, you know, most of them have PhDs in, <laughs> in business administration. So uh, I, I think a lot of them learned that they didn't do too well back then. No. no. As property owners. That. Yeah. They, I mean, squatters moved in. Uh, <laughs> they, they wouldn't fix a thing. Everything was sold as is for cash, so they knocked off 90% of the buyers or 80% of the yeah. buyers. I mean, it was a, a time period when we were, almost all the homes we're selling were in various stages of disrepair. Uh, it, it was really sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I see you got some other stats there. Give us the orange ones. Well, yeah, um, our days on the market, uh, Oh, that'll so, be interesting. So uh, December of uh, 2019, it was uh, approximately 40 days on the market, which not really that bad, but right now we're under 20 days. Uh, it's it's uh, Things are just not sitting on the market if they're priced anywhere within reason. And I have a stat here, too, from 2020 that... Pricing strategies have changed over the years. 20, 30, 40 years ago, people would price it high. If it didn't sell, after 90 days, they would lower the price a little and, mm -hmm. it, it, until they, they got a buyer. Now, it looks like you better do it right the first time because 76% of the listings that sold, sold in the first 30 days. 76%. And then this graph goes all the way, you know, breaks it down to 30 to 60 days is another 11%. Then as you go on to 120 days plus, it gets down to 3%. So the longer it's on the market, yeah, the more trouble you have. Yeah. And there's a, a benefit of pricing it right because many cases, the seller's receiving uh, above asking price uh, offers. How often do you see that? Often. Okay. <laughs> Depending on the price range, but <clears throat> you know, if you're in the, I would say, uh, 250 to 350 range, or even a little higher, it's, you should expect strong activity. Yeah, yeah. And we, we, need, we need listings in that area. How about when you get up to the million dollar range? Does the market change much there? I would think so. 
I, I would think you might expect a little more market time. Yeah. Just not as many buyers. So it's supply and demand. Right. Yeah. Not, not as many people can afford that. Um, Oh, it's time for commercial break. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. We're going to have more of this for you. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here we have George Meese Realtor, um, a local guy from Fresno Clovis area servicing the Central Valley. Now, I got to tell you a great story that happened yesterday and why I love being here every Saturday on this radio show. I really feel like it's it's doing a good service for people. Um, yesterday I got an email from somebody and he laid out this scenario about how they're in in escrow on a brand new home to build. But um, his wife has been laid off with the last uh, shutdown orders, so no no income other than unemployment for the last month or so. And, of course, what he said is that the loan officer commented that, well, this could be a problem when we're ready to close next month. And he was reaching out for help. <clears throat> I called him back. And we talked about it. He laid out the scenario. And here's the lesson that I learned out of it. And it's what this show, one of the things that this show is all about. And I asked him, who are the players in this? Who's your loan officer? Who's the builder? They're all local people that I know really well. Um, And we talked about different possibilities in this. Um, I asked, is it okay if I call the loan officer? I know him very well. In fact, I even made the comment that um, I have 100% confidence in that guy that if there's a way to close this thing, he will find it. So you're in good hands. And then I also said I know that builder very well, very reasonable builder. Um, You know, if there's a reasonable delay, that's a builder that will work with you. And um, so I made these calls uh, on his behalf, and I just have, I just know everything's going to work out. I mean, unless we're in lockdown for another two years. Yeah. Well, that's a great example of uh, uh, staying local. It, it really makes sense. Uh, talk to a local lender, local realtor. Uh, it Make your life easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it. If this was an out-of-town lender and a big national builder um, uh, where decisions are made outside. Now, I think for the national builders, a lot of decisions like a two-week extension or one-month extension would probably be made locally. Sure. But my point is I wouldn't have been able to help, let's say, with an out-of-town lender. Right. Online lender. Yeah. Okay. Who the heck are you, Don Scordino? Right. But, um, you know, I made a phone call to the lender, and first thing he said was, Don Scordino, go Dodgers. <laughs> See? He even knew me. <laughs> I have to say, Don uh, uh, was sitting in my car this morning with his coffee, and he, he really did 
resent having to set his coffee on top of a giant's uh, coaster in my uh, cup holder. But yeah. he lived through it. That was bad. Hey, and for all the Dodger fans, uh, God bless Tommy Lasorda. Oh, absolutely. What a guy. I got to tell you, a great Tommy Lasorda story. I actually got to meet him back in 1988. Uh, went to his restaurant after a game. He, he owned a restaurant in South Pasadena. Italian food, of course. Of course. He was such a nice guy. When he came in after the game, he went around and talked to everybody in the restaurant and greeted them like a good yeah. restaurateur would. He sat at our booth and he goes, you guys are from Fresno? I have a good friend in Fresno, uh, Ozark Ike, Gus Zerniel. I said, oh, we're I, doing, yeah. You, yeah, you knew Gus sure. too, right? Yeah. Told him I knew him. Tommy gave me a note to give to Gus oh, yeah, way back then. And he autographed a baseball for me, and, and all's good. And I, I'm feeling great that Tommy Lasorda, you know, paid all this attention to us. On the way out, I said, Tommy, oh, now he's already eating there at his table. And I said, Tommy, I hate to bother you. And he goes, oh, no bother, no bother. <laughs> I said, could you autograph something for my mother? She broke her arm, and she's really down in the dumps. And uh, this might help her out. He goes, sure, I'll do that. So he says, what's your mother's first name? So I said, Adelina. He wrote down on a program, dear Adelina, you, the Italians, and the Dodgers are all the best. Now get well soon, Tommy Lasorda. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. is, Yeah. talk wow. about an ambassador to the game. Yeah. He was great. And by the way, when my mom saw that, she snapped right out of her funk. Well, she was happy. Great. So thank you, yeah. Tommy Lasorda. Yeah, sorry to see his passing. Yeah. Um, all right. I think you had some, some more yeah, stuff um, there. I see a big orange block. Yes. Uh, one of the things we look at is the months of inventory. And uh, that fluctuates. I think what's considered a normal market would be between four to six months of, of inventory at any one time. So uh, back in 2009, uh, two, uh, December of 2019, we had 2.8, which, you know, that's a, a pretty strong market, 2.8 months of inventory. Sure, especially if the normal is four to six. Right. Well, at the end of this year, 12.20, we have 1.1 months of inventory. Wow. And so it's it's uh, just a real tight inventory situation. So 2.8 to 1.1, that's yeah. cut more than in half. Significant, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what does that mean for a buyer? Well, it, it, it means you've, you've got to be persistent. You've, if, if you make an offer on a home and you don't get it, it you can't let it break your heart. I, I've seen over and over that persistence and making strong, clean offers uh, in this type of market is, is what it's going to take. Mm -hmm. How about the buyer who says, I, that seller, I want them to pay my closing costs for me? Uh, <laughs> you may have a problem with that. Uh, you know, there's, we're, I'm seeing things where people are waiving their, some of their actual uh, uh, rights to inspections, uh, things like that, that 
uh, kind of crazy, uh, shortening the inspection period from, let's say, uh, you know, right now in our standard offer is 17 days and either to 10 or even shorter, possibly five days, things like that. And just doing everything they can to make their offer look stronger. I saw an offer um, where the buyer actually was paying some of the seller's closing costs. So that um, was flipped. Yeah, I had one where they paid $2,000 of the seller's cost. Mm, all right, interesting. Um, and this is important to talk to your, as a buyer, to talk to your realtor and your loan officer because there are alternatives to the, se- the seller paying closing costs. Mm-hmm. And if a seller is sitting there with 10 offers, why would they want a, to give a concession away like that? You know, there's not much motivation to to uh, do that. There's we we used to uh, be able to write what we called love letters, and and you know pictures of the family and the dog and things like that. And uh, CAR has 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 advised us that's probably not a good thing to do. Uh, it could expose the seller to possible. Uh, discriminatory uh, accusations, things like that. So we don't really d- see much of that anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to throw out some comparisons for Fresno County. I'm sorry, excuse me. The cities of Fresno and Clovis combined. So we're no longer where we were in the beginning of the show where we were talking about the differences in Clovis and Fresno. Now we're talking about sales in the whole metropolitan area, but we are going to compare 2019 to 2020. So in 2019, for the whole year, which, which means this took in sales from January and February of 2019 to December of 2019. So the whole year, the median sales price was $280,000. For 2020, that went up to 313000 So that is a $33,000 rise, almost 10%. 10% yeah. Not quite 10. Yeah. And by the way, when you hear statistics, you, I was talking to somebody earlier in the week, and they said uh, prices went up 11%. Another one said 13%. Mm-hmm. It, it depends on what your parameters are. Now this That's is right. things can be manipulated. Yeah. So I I could change all this by saying well give me Fresno County rather than the Fresno Clovis right. metro area. Um, by the way, I did not include manufactured homes and mobile homes in this. This is single family residence, planned unit developments and condos. Um, whereas, you know, if you were to take condos out of it out of there, and PUDs and yeah. just its single family residence, you're gonna have a different higher price average. Right. But at some point we just have to look and say, well, there's the trend. Mm-hmm. It's going up around ten percent. Yeah. Whether it's nine point five or eleven percent, it's around ten percent. Um, however, interest rates have dropped significantly. So I think it's cheaper to buy a house today than it was at the beginning of 2019 when the interest rates were right around five. Yeah. So maybe it went up 10%, but interest rates dropped in half. Affordability went up too. Yeah, 
Exactly. Um, when we get back from our next commercial break, we're going to talk about what we forecast for 2021. And if there are two excellent forecasters, economists, that would be George Meese and myself. Well, well, we're the only ones in the room right now, so we are the best this is there what is. you get today. <laughs> That's right. Um, I don't know. We may ask our board operator his forecast. What do you think, Bobby? Yeah, he's shaking his head. <laughs> These shy people, I don't get it. All right, let's go to our next commercial break. Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. Welcome home radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. Uh, and here in the studio, we have George Meese, a local realtor here. And um, George, you got some other stats there. Right. Well, uh, good morning again. Uh, so total sales uh, in the Fresno Clovis market from 2019 and 2020, I noticed something kind of interesting. I found interesting. Um, in 2019, there was a total of 7,352 sales. In 2020, that number was 7,068 sales, so down somewhat. But the interesting part of it was the total dollar volume of sales in 2019 was 2.31 billion, and in 2020, 2.41 billion. And so even though we had less sales, we had higher dollar volume over the air, which indicates we're dealing with higher prices. And that $2.41 billion adds to the local economy because most of our, well, your sellers are local. Yeah. And, and well, most of them. I mean, there could have been an out of town investor sure. selling. Small, small percentage. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and, and every time there is a home sale, there is other additional benefits to the economy, you know, to hardware stores and decorating stores and flooring companies, and it just goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, all right. And the same held true, that was Fresno and Clovis that, that you did. Right. The same held true for Fresno County sales although to a smaller extent, um, 8,874 sales in 2019 for Fresno County, and it was down about 150, 87, 28. So right. not, not a lot of difference for Fresno County. And if you think about it, 2019 was a optimistic year. Everything was growing. Um, things were normal right yeah. may, may was a good sales month higher than december and then our world got turned upside down on its ear yeah. in 2020 where december was a better sales month than may yeah uh interesting it, yeah. we couldn't even legally show a home oh, let me strike that we couldn't show a home <laughs> for uh for three weeks during march and april Right, our uh, showing protocols changed weekly, if not daily, for a period of time. It's and, cumbersome yeah, to show yeah, a house now. Yeah, All yeah. the rigmarole you yeah. got to go through. That's but 
another thing, buyers, you know, we're sending out the what are called our PED forms and, you know, get it to us as soon as you can so we can get you in the home this afternoon. That's right. Tell everybody what, what a PED form is. That's a, a, a form that asks questions. Are you feeling well? Have you been exposed to anyone with the virus? Uh, and it, it's those type of questions and it should be filled out the day of the showing and so we're going through a lot of PED forms and and uh, uh, anyway it's our new normal yeah and PED stands for property entry advisory disclosure so you're disclosing to the buyer that there's a risk if they go into and they touch somebody's table or countertop right there's we we also post on the property uh, uh, instructions to the buyer to, you know, do not turn on lights, do not open closets. The homes must be posted with these uh, uh, posters that we can print out. And, and it's a, the seller has responsibility to provide things such as hand sanitizers, things like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and for Fresno County, the median sales price went from 276 to 305. So about the same difference as the Fresno Clovis metro area, only um, a little bit lower. And I think that's because you're taking in some surrounding areas like Riverdale, right. Colinga. Yeah. Lower price areas. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question. So if somebody says, wow, I can't afford. $350,000 here in, in Fresno and Clovis, maybe if I moved out to the surrounding areas, does it get much cheaper or just a little, or what's the difference? I would say it's slightly cheap, uh, less expensive, uh, but then finding the uh, inventory in the small communities is, is also a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I love the Kerman market because... There's so many, Kerman's still pretty darn close. To, mm-hmm. You sure. can commute easily Easy access, yeah. or, or work remotely. <laughs> and it's a nice little city and people that live in Kerman don't really want to move from Kerman. So that's a hot market. Yeah, I love listings there. Yeah. All right. All that said, George, um, what's your prediction for 2021? Well, I would say that we're going to have a continuation of uh, very good interest rates, maybe not as low as we might have experienced this year, uh, thinking that maybe uh, additional stimulus might put possible uh, pressure on, on interest rates slightly. I don't know. Uh, this is all crystal ball stuff. Uh, I know we, we do have strong demand and in uh, uh, most segments of our market. And so people that decided to put off a move because of the uh, 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 COVID uh, may be uh, re-entering the market. And I hope to see those listings and, and it'd be welcomed by uh, many buyers that we're working with right now. Do you see sellers who were holding back in 2020 because they were afraid to sell, afraid to let people in because of COVID. Do you think in 2021 that's going to let up? I think it's going to ease up somewhat. Yeah, we have the vaccines out now. 
Yeah. Bunch of people have gotten it this past right. week. My my parents got it yesterday. There you go. Yeah. Um, but you qualify <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> age wise. <laughs> well, thank you, Don. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't made. Haven't gotten the call yet. All right. And, and I think it's kind of ironic that I'm asking George Meese what you see in your crystal ball on a foggy day. <laughs> yeah. I see fog. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me address something else too. I had a client ask me yesterday, do you see the housing market changing at all with the change in administration next week? And my response to that was, I don't think so. There's enough dynamic forces going on right now, like the shortage of inventory, the low interest rates, the new appreciation for what a home means to us. There's so much momentum in the housing market. I told them, I think if I was the president, it wouldn't change. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, people still desire the safety and security of a of their own home and uh, i think that's going to remain strong mm-hmm. it really always has it, i i just thought of something and you're old enough to to know the answer to this back when people had caves did they own them i mean was that theirs or <laughs> I, I don't know uh uh if there were uh, a lot of multifamily uh cave units in the day. <laughs> All right. Um, now, I think we have something here. In, um, to, to make it in the real estate industry, you have to have a sense of humor. You got to take things lightly because there are some ups and downs in this business. So you brought something along that I think is kind of interesting. Go ahead and share it with us. Well, I would throw out uh, the the. The key to surviving as a real estate agent is getting a solid eight hours of sleep. Of course, that's spread over three days, but still. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there are times where I wake up at three in the morning thinking, ah, what is the solution to that escrow issue? We have those days. Yeah. Or what's the solution to that appraisal issue? Um, So, yeah. Here's one. There's still there are people out there that say, "Well, gosh, you could sell a house in one or two or three days. I'll just do it myself." So here's a comment from a Fisbo, a for sale by owner, it says, "I did my research. I know what my house is worth, and I'll have you know I'm waiting on multiple offers." So number one, they watch too much HGTV. Number right. two, they check their Zestimate. And number three, they will be calling you in a few months begging for help. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's not that easy, is it? (laughs) And of course, the the secret is a job well begun and well prepared for is half done. And that's where using a realtor comes in. Totally agree. George, in 20 seconds or less, what's your best real estate advice? Well, I would... Definitely call a realtor and and let them help set up a game plan with with you and and a good, reputable local lender. All right. Thank you, George. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in. Uh, We'll be back next week. Thank you.